Joining us now, he is with the Action Network. Mr. Jason Sobel joins us. Welcome in, Jason. Good morning, guys. How are you doing? Good, Jason. Doing awesome. Uh, you know, we we have started our own little uh, three way competition, and uh, with our with our golf picks, we have to pick two. Um, what you would term favorites each week, and then our our long shot kind of outside of like the ten th- plus ten thousand and so, and uh, I was having good success up until this week when I started trolling and making fun of everybody else, and then of course that always comes back to bite you. Isn't that always the case? Three. By the way, Jason, he's not mentioning that he that he missed all three. All players miss all his players missed the cut this week. So, yeah, that bragging doesn't work too well. Really doesn't. As a guy that's now in basically the golf prognostication business, I can tell you, it's just really easy. I mean, it's just, you know, there's only 144, 156 (laughs) guys to choose from on a given week. And, you know, just pick a few. They'll probably finish one, two, three. It's really not hard. Yeah, Yeah, we we were talking earlier about how this really ends up being totally luck. I mean, you you have no idea who's going to get hot, who's going to, you know, it's just, it's a crapshoot, man. Of course, I had Scotty Scheffler this week, Jason, so how'd that work out? I liked him. Yeah, I, did. I, I really liked him. He shot seven under the first round, seven over the second round, and he's gone from the weekend. Well, so I, I, this, just, this stuff is really, really tough. I, I found a stat where of the top <laughs> 15 on the leaderboard after round one, we're always talking about uh, you're either looking at course history or you're looking at current form. Right. And so the top 15 on the leaderboard, 11 had played in Palm Springs last week. Of those 11, Six of them, more than half, had missed the cut the previous week. Wow. And those guys are the ones on the top of the leaderboard yeah. this week, which makes absolutely no sense other than golf makes no sense itself. Yeah, case in point, I, I had picked Matthew Wolf, And so uh, and mm. he played okay last week. So the first thing that happens when I get home, I got home a little – I just shared with the audience uh, a few minutes ago. I get home, I turn on the uh, golf channel, and, and the first thing I see on the screen is Matthew Wolf, and, it, and he's like on the 14th hole, and, and, and you know, you look down, it's plus seven, and I'm saying, oh, my God. I mean, you know. And then he WD'd. Yeah, and then, <laughs> <laughs> then, he, then he pulled a Winn-Dixie, and, you know, now he's out, and, I, and I've only got two players left. At least they made the cut. You know what? You know what, by the way, and you guys, I, I know you're joking a little bit. I saw right. a lot of vitriol on, on social media for Matthew Wolf. You see it any time a guy is well over par and withdraws from the tournament, everyone says, oh, he was just playing bad, so he left. I, uh, Look, I'm not so naive to think that's never happened before, but I would like to think that most of the times in these situations, maybe the guy wasn't playing well because he was hurt. Right. Uh, you know, doesn't, Good point. Doesn't that make more sense than Absolutely. he wasn't playing well and just bagged it? Yeah. By the way, I had Charlie Hoffman, too. <laughs> Ooh. Ouch. Ouch. Yep. So, uh, anyway, um, you know, as we talk about this going forward, and, and, you know, obviously, like you said, it's the hardest thing in the world to do. But, you know, uh, from another prediction standpoint, we know Tiger Woods had some uh, surgery. Uh, good news was it was sooner than we all thought it was, and he was already hitting balls after we found out about it. Um, what's your realistic prognostication of when we're going to see Mr. Woods again? Uh, look, I, I know very little about sort of what he's going through, what he's gone through, mm-hmm. what the future might hold, uh, the, the very short-term future. Um, as most of us golf writers were sort of piecing things together off of Tiger's own website, his tweet, and a press release, it, it took the great golf writer, uh, the great reporter, Rory McIlroy, who came out and said, oh, Tiger had the surgery in late December. Uh, he was up walking around the next day. He's already hitting balls. Uh, we hope to have him back for the Masters. We think he's going to be uh, just fine pretty soon. So, uh, you know, it took, it took Rory to, to basically report all of this information. Uh-huh. He did that when he was in Abu Dhabi 
last week and uh, was asked questions about Tiger. So um, that's basically most of the information that we've gotten. Mm. It sounds like this was more of a tune-up than an overhaul. Uh, this is this a little oil change. Yeah. Just kind of let them get under the hood and fix some stuff up and, uh, uh, you know, get back out there pretty soon. So that's what you hope. I mean, uh, you know, obviously he's 45 years old. There's now a fifth back procedure that uh, that doesn't seem like a great idea, you know, mm-hmm. at least on the surface that, you know, hey, the more back procedures, the better off he's going to be. I, I wouldn't think that would be. But, look, if it was hurting him, he had to get something fixed. He goes in there, gets it fixed, and hopefully – uh, whatever was ailing him is, is going to be better. And, I mean, obviously, we're all looking towards the Masters in April, and hopefully he can play that. Yeah, I had predicted uh, Bay Hill and the players back-to-back, but, the, you know, based on what you just said, and I've had a couple back surgeries, I, you know, and 45 years old, it, it, it just – it. You know the odds are, are are against him playing back-to-back weeks when he, when he first comes back. So, I, I don't know, Jason. Yeah, and I still maintain that – even through all the back surgeries, uh, the, the biggest part of him coming back, and the reason why his comeback was so remarkable, wasn't just the fact that, okay, well, he had had all these back surgeries, mm-hmm. he was injured, he was, thought he might never play again, he came back to not only play, but play at the pinnacle of the game and, and win the Masters right. again. But it was, I always thought the, the biggest hurdle for him was doing all of those things and then trying to beat Dustin Johnson and Rory McIlroy and John Rahm and Justin Thomas and all these other great players. I mean, it's not like, hey, all he has to do is come back and hit the golf ball and he's gonna they're gonna give him another green jacket. It's (laughs) hey, you've got to go out and beat all of these young, healthy, really good players, and uh, that to me is uh, that that's like I said, the biggest hurdle in this entire thing for Tiger, and that's going to be the biggest hurdle once again when he does come back. It's not just. Okay, wow, he came back and he's healthy and he's he's hitting the ball pretty well. It's okay, you got to go beat those guys who are are healthy and younger and uh hitting the ball further than Tiger is now. I mean, there there's a lot of ways that uh these guys sort of have a leg up on Tiger yeah. right now. Yeah. Yeah, Jason, you know, a couple other guys that uh we're hoping return to form just because, you know, when there's more good players at the at the top of the leaderboard, it's more fun to watch. I mean, Gary Woodland coming off of six months where he was very uncomfortable playing golf, and he says he's been able to walk around pain-free, and he's playing well this week. And the other one is Brooks Kepka, who hopefully is, is feeling better, but he's dumped his coach. So, I mean, which of those guys are you sold on in 2021? It's funny. When you started that question, you said there are two players who were all sort of, you know, wondering if they're going to come back. I I would have bet money right there. It was Ricky Fowler and Jordan Spieth. Yeah. The fact that you came up with two other players just shows that how fickle this game is, that there's enough uh, superstar players out there who have gone through these ups and downs that we can pick out a few, and it could be a few different than somebody else's thinking. So uh, I, I'm very bullish on Woodland moving forward. He talked about last week how healthy he's feeling right now and how he likes how he's hitting the ball. He didn't have a great day yesterday, but – did play well on Thursday, so I would not be surprised to see him have a good weekend on a course that I know he really likes. Brooks Kepka, I'm a little less bullish on Kepka at least yeah. in the short term. Um, I, I just feel like Claude Harmon was such a big part of his success at the major championships. I mean, anytime I spoke with Brooks, and said, you know, hey, look, every golfer wants to peak four times a year, right. and none of them know exactly how to do it. You've sort of figured it out. What's the secret to it? And, yeah, there's no real secret, but it has a lot to do with, you know, me and my coach and my trainer and 
my chef and my girlfriend, and we have this tight-knit group, and we stay in the same house, and we are fully focused on everything that we need to be focused on. And uh, Claus is a very big part of that. And if he's not going to be part of that, I don't know what Brooks does to replace it, if anything, and I don't know how he sort of recreates that atmosphere that he had at the major championships previously. Yeah, I mean, you look at Brooks's stats so far in this, uh, you know, this 2021 season. I mean, obviously, we don't have a lot of uh, uh, data so far, but just when you look at it, I mean, he's 207th in accuracy off the tee, and he's 189th in greens and regulation percentage, which tells you that he's he's not hitting it really accurately off the tee, and he's not setting himself up to score. I mean, when, when I remember when he was winning all these major championships, uh, you know, the PGA, when him and Tiger were going at it. The stat that they threw out to me was, you know, Brooks Kepka far and away, and it wasn't even close, had more birdie looks from 20 feet and in mm-hmm. than anybody else in the field. And when you look at these numbers, that's the problem. And it's got nothing to do with Claude Harmon either, in my opinion. Yeah, I, you know? what I will say is that Brooks Kepka cares less about his stats at places like the American yeah, Express right. and at the Farmers Insurance Open than any mm-hmm. other player. Brooks is fully, wholly motivated on the major championships. My contention has always been, look, that worked for a while. I'm not sure you can be a player who just focuses on the majors and is only motivated for those events and, and just doesn't seem to care a, a whole lot about the other ones. And now, it, and it comes across more and, into and it, it, but it's you know you've got to you've got to build to the majors. Mm-hmm. I would think yeah. you know you've got to play pretty good golf leading up to them. And, and sort of gain some momentum going in. You can't just show up at Augusta and say, okay, I'm right. going to play golf now and go out and win the golf tournament. I mean, I, I know Brooks has done it before. I just, that doesn't seem like the right formula uh, to bring in. But I, I also tend to believe that Brooks is a little bit stubborn. And yeah. that Brooks has said, look, I've done it before. I know it works. I can do it again. I don't need a coach. I don't need this. I don't need that. I, I just show up and I can win. And so, hey, that's, it's a great mental attitude to have, I guess, but pulling it off is probably harder than he made it look over the first four majors that he did win. Yeah, and that nonchalant attitude toward non-majors is coming across on, on television. At least I see it. I don't know if other people do. or You know, we, we follow it kind of close. But, yeah, I, I see that he's he, he looks so disinterested if he's just a little off. Um, and that's, to me, that's that's not a good thing. That's not a good look at all, Jason. No, probably not. Um, look, I, you know, we can't put words into his mouth. He's, sure. uh, you know, he's obviously, uh, and he said he's more motivated for major championships. Uh, it, it's sort of a damned if you do, damned if you don't. Because if Brooks comes out and says, look, I, you know, I care about every event just as much as the major championships, then we say, first of all, I'm not sure I totally believe you. Secondly, <laughs> well, shouldn't the majors count more? Shouldn't you care about them more? And if he sa- comes out and says, I care about the majors a lot more than I care about all the other events. You say, oh, come on, shouldn't you care about the other ones? You yeah, be motivated right, for that. So right. I, I, it's sort of a lose-lose situation for him, and I understand that, that either way we can sit here and armchair quarterback and criticize his viewpoint. But, uh, look, the majors are supposed to mean more, and it, if he can trade a couple of missed cuts early in the year because he's easing his way into the season – for a few major contentions later in the year, we all know he would do that in a heartbeat. Yeah, Jason, uh, one more thing before we let you go. Uh, what's your thought on Rory McIlroy? I mean, we haven't won a major here with Rory since uh, since 2014. We did get the players in 2019. Can Rory McIlroy win a major championship in 2021? Can he? Absolutely. Will he? 
<sighs> I yeah, maybe I, I it's just hard. I don't know. <laughs> I I wish I could give you a a great answer and say yes, absolutely, he will win one. I, I do tend to think that once Rory gets the next one, once Rory gets to number five, that number six, maybe number seven, come pretty quickly after that. Mm-hmm. Uh, as we saw earlier in his career, he tend to peel them off in bunches when he when he finds it. He is still if not the most talented player in the world, at least in the top three or so, um, he's still on any given day uh, looks like he can. Even his, his A game doesn't even look like an A game. I mean, it, you know, the way he played Thursday was fantastic. And he sat there going, eh, he kind of left a few out there. Mm-hmm. He actually could have played better. I mean, I, I really think that, uh, you know, when he steps on the gas pedal and he plays his absolute best, which I'm not sure we've seen yet this year or yet in a while, um, I, I just think he can put it into another gear that's uh, at least on par with Dustin Johnson um, and maybe John Rahm, the only guys that can maybe hang with him. Justin Thomas, I guess we throw in there too. But, uh, yeah, as far as major championships for Rory, I, I think there, there's more coming. Uh, but, again, I, I think. And it's just like I said with Tiger. Um, it's easy enough to sit here and say, sure, he's really good. I think he's going to win more majors. It's a lot harder when you say, well, he's got to beat all of these other guys. Yep. That's the biggest hurdle for all of them, quite honestly. It's not just, hey, can he show up at major championships and play a really strong brand of golf? Of course he can. But on any given week at any major, there's 20, 30, 40 guys now who are all really, really good players and can play their best golf over the, the course of four days. Jason, man, we always appreciate you coming on. And uh, keep it up. Keep p- picking that one guy out of the 150 that's going to win uh-huh. every week. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, my man. Thanks, guys. Thank you, Jason. All right. That's Jason Sobel of the Action Network.